This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, December 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. This week or 2020 on USMCA. Brazil threatened ahead of wheat trade opening and NIH puts focus on rural suicide. USMCA deal this week or no vote in 2019. The House is back in action today, and one of the biggest questions facing lawmakers is how soon the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement might be ready for a vote. After talking to members of the House and the Trump administration, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley said yesterday he believes, quote, a deal is close to allow a vote on the trade pact. But he said if House Democrats in the White House can't strike a deal on USMCA this week, there won't be enough time to ratify it this year. In a speech on the Senate floor, Grassley said the end of this year's legislative session is rapidly approaching. As it is, the window of opportunity for 2019 is extremely tight. Now is the time for Democrats to finally act. Now keep in mind, Mexican and Canadian officials have told the White House they are agreeable to what House Democrats are demanding in a USMCA deal. All that appears to be missing is a nod from the White House, which needs to write up implementing language for the pact. Trump threatens Brazil ahead of wheat trade opening. The U.S.-Brazil trade relationship is souring fast. President Donald Trump threatened yesterday to hit Brazil with Section 232 tariffs on steel and aluminum about a month before the South American country is scheduled to implement a quota to allow in 750,000 metric tons of duty-free wheat. It's unclear if Brazil or Argentina, which Trump is also threatening, will retaliate. But U.S. wheat farmers have been waiting for 25 years for Brazil to implement the promised quota that is tentatively scheduled to go into effect January 1. Keep in mind, Section 232 tariffs were designed by Congress as a means to safeguard national security. And Brazil already agreed about two years ago to cap its steel exports to the U.S. to avoid those tariffs. Trump said in a tweet yesterday that he was slapping the tariffs on both Brazil and Argentina as punishment for their efforts to devalue their currencies, but gave no proof that either were doing so. China encourages beef imports to counter ASF. China has taken the extraordinary step of publicly admitting it has a real problem with the spread of African swine fever, as well as encouraging companies to boost their imports to push down consumer prices. China's Xinhua, the state-run media outlet, said the government expects a whopping 6 million metric tons of imports this year, half of which will be pork, the most popular Chinese protein that has been in short supply because of the virus that kills pigs. U.S. government and industry officials have said China has to wipe out up to half of its swine herd to combat ASF. Mild weather expected for December. Farmers in the upper Midwest of the Northern Plains who are looking for a hard freeze to harvest the rest of their corn won't get one this week or likely this month. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey tells AgriPulse that December should be mild through the region. Rippey said, without appreciable cold waves, we're not going to see that hard freezing like we saw for a period of time in November that allowed producers to get out on top of the soggy soils and do some harvesting. According to USDA's weekly crop progress report, U.S. farmers have harvested 89% of their corn crop, 
compared to 97% at this time last year. North Dakota, only 36% complete with their corn harvest. Newsom campaigning in Iowa. California Governor Gavin Newsom, who has clashed with farm groups in his state over critical policies, is heading to Iowa later this month to campaign for Golden State Senator Kamala Harris. Newsom has ruled out running for president himself, but the trip will be a test of how much attention he can get in the state. Under Newsom's leadership, California recently announced a lawsuit over water against the Bureau of Reclamation over water policy, and his administration is also banning the use of chlorpyrifos insecticide. His Iowa stops will include Climate Action House Party in Coralville on December 15th. Key chairman pushes back on EPA. The Republican chairman of the Senate committee that oversees EPA argues that the agency doesn't have the legal authority to do what the ethanol industry is pushing to do, that reallocate gallons that small refineries have been exempted from using. The Clean Air Act mandates that EPA ensure the blending obligations met by small refineries which receive hardship relief are not borne by other refineries. That Senate Environment and Public Works Chairman John Barrasso in a letter to EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. He continued, EPA's proposal fails to adhere to the statutory requirement and for these reasons must be abandoned. On the other side, biofuel groups and commodity groups also filed comments on EPA's allocation plan ahead of a deadline last Friday. Those groups say EPA should use its own data on small refinery exemptions when deciding reallocation levels, not the Department of Energy's recommendation. Funding Eyed for Rural Suicide Prevention. The National Institute of Mental Health plans to support research to reduce suicide rates among rural Americans. In a proposed update to its strategic plan for research, NIMH said it plans to test innovative approaches for improving both the quality of care and access to it for racial and ethnic minority groups, sexual and gender minorities, individuals living in rural areas, socioeconomically disadvantaged persons, and other underserved groups. The original plan did not contain those specific priorities. NIMH, a unit of the National Institute of Health, has asked for comments on the proposal, which is published in today's Federal Register. Here's today's He Said It. We started this year off with a government shutdown and can't afford to make that an annual affair. This roller coaster ride involving short-term spending bills puts us in a bad position. That's Senator John Cornyn, the Texas Republican, pressing yesterday for the passage of fiscal 2020 appropriation bills. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, December 3rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.